I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Well, let me tell you a little bit about our guest, Diana Mary Rose, a psychic medium, a Reiki master of the healing arts. Her clairaudient and telepathic abilities are just profound. And she uses these skills while writing as well. She is supported by her spirit guides, her alter egos, past family members, and other souls who have played a part in her book work. Her unique style is her gift to the world. For within her writings are to be found profound truths. Now, she's got a degree from Exeter University in English Medieval Studies, has worked as a professionally trained archivist, and both these areas of expertise have contributed greatly to her ability to research subject matter with that rigorous eye for detail. Her latest book is called Atlantis and Gaia. Diana Mary Rose, welcome to the program. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for inviting me me on the show. Do you go by just Diana? Diana, yes, yeah. Fantastic. How did you get involved in the psychic world? The psychic side, I, well, I guess I, now looking back, I was obviously born with a very psychic um, uh, ability, but it really came through when I started meditating about 15 years ago, and that really propelled me into um, a clairaudience Claire particularly, but also a bit of clairvoyance and, and that carried on. Meditating is, the, is the, the, the means to become more psychic, and certainly my case anyway, meditating daily. Was there anybody also, in your family that had this ability? Yes, I believe my grandmother did. I believe I did. And that is something which... Um, I now understand through meditations because I would see I would see her uh, image in the uh, the third eye coming through again and again. I thought, oh, that's my grandmother there, you know. And uh, as times progressed, I realised that she was very very psychic. And um, I think people say that psychic the psychic skips a generation sometimes. I've heard that many times, and uh, I think that must be the case with me. Yes. Do you contact the other side much? The dead. Uh, do I contact it? Um, they, I would say, 
they contact me. I don't, uh-huh. think, I don't think it's an ability that I would have myself. They come through if they want to. Um, and they will do in a meditational state or as now with, in a slightly trance-like state and so on and so forth. But you can't make, you can't force someone to come through if they don't want to be there. They'll, they'll, it's their decision upstairs, you know, it's their decision to come through. Um, yeah. Do they ever bother you so much that you just can't get any sleep or anything like that? They do. <laughs> they do sometimes. And that is something I've noticed on location. If I go on holiday, uh, sometimes I'll have the most weird dreams and I can hardly get any sleep because the dreams are so powerful. And that's because uh, there is an element, I, I, as I would understand it now, there's an element of karma at that locational spot. So, for example, we went to Canterbury in, uh, in Kent on holiday last year. All week, it was a port. My dreams were appalling, <laughs> and I realise now, uh, and I realised at the time because I was told this, that in some way the land was being healed from uh, from karma in connection to um, to me and other family members. So, yeah, it it can be. What do you think of karma, Diana? Karma is is probably the most the most important subject on earth because it's behind almost everything that we do. Um, and also how we um, how we how we how we suffer um, and so on. Love at first sight that is so often karma. It's unresolved karma from a previous relationship. It's karma is everywhere. Um, the purpose of relationships is indeed to understand and to love each other when we've been at war in a past past lifetime. It's un- about unresolved uh, feelings um, and. Um, and also, that, that, that comes through to all sorts of other things as well. That old saying, what goes around comes around, is pretty darn yeah. true, isn't it? Yeah, we, we can't escape. That's right. We, we can't escape. If we have a massive fallout with somebody in this lifetime, and that can be on a personal level, or it can even be wider than that on a, on a, on a, on a grouping in terms of warfare or whatever, um, we have to come back and make good in the future, in a future life form. And, uh, and that's what I've discovered through many multiple healings and, um, and meditations and everything, that our life today um, is unresolved from prior lifetimes, and that very often war will come into that because war is an unnatural thing for us to do, to kill each other. That's appalling, and to mutilate, that's appalling. So that has to be dealt with uh, in a future life form, and that can come back in, in, in multiple, multiple ways. Um, yeah. What if people... Also, it, well, what if people used karma to try to better themselves. Does it work that way? And let me cite an example. You help somebody, but you help them up because you think something good is going to happen for you. Does that work? Uh, well, I don't see why it wouldn't work. It, de- it depends on your altruistic view of life, I think, as to whether that, that comes about. There's no, there's no harm in being wealthy and making money, you know, in the process of doing good, um, it all boils down to your thoughts, um, how how you think. What what? There's no there's no escaping devious thoughts or unpleasant thoughts beneath the surface will come back at you. But if your thoughts are are truly good, 
then yes, you are releasing all sorts of um, negativity from the human aura, uh, which is where the, 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 the karma, in a sense, is stored. And, um, and moving forward in your understanding towards enlightenment. You know, everything we do in the reincarnational cycle is about moving forward into enlightenment, becoming more noble, more noble beings, shall we say, you know. Um, the Charles Dickens work of Christmas Carol, of course, based in Britain. Ah, yes, indeed. Yes, that's all spooky. Where the, yes, the spirits came and visited uh, Scrooge. Yes, yes, yes. The the, the ghosts, ghosts are an interesting one because they are uh, land-based souls. They are, they are they're people who've died very often under traumatic experiences and they're earthbound. They simply cannot move forward to the light. Um, and uh, I've, a lot of a lot of uh, healers, including myself, indeed, have have uh, healed um, ghosts, and it's quite fascinating how you see them uh, moving up up the stairs as they they leave the earth plane and they move up the stairs to heaven, nirvana, wherever they're going, you know, into another life form. They, they never go downstairs. <laughs> No, <laughs> never seen that ever. <laughs> they always climb up. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, particularly, for example, the First World War, that created a huge amount of suffering for millions and millions of people. And quite often uh, what you'll find, when you, they, they gather round uh, about the 11th of November, which is when the, the, the armistice day is you know, and um, they will be, in fact, I had a friend who went to a church um, service at that time. She said, yeah, the church was so cold. And I said, well, yeah, it will be. It's absolutely stuffed full of World War I soldiers who are ghosts. They're wanting to be shown the light to move forward. So, yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting subject. Ghosts are fascinating, yeah. But they're basically waiting. They're, they're, they're wandering around lost. They're waiting to be shown the light. When you wrote the book Atlantis and Gaia, tell us how that evolved. It evolved because of COVID. I mean, like everybody else, I was stuck at home for a lengthy period of time. Sure. And I've had these thoughts going around in my head for literally decades. I mean, you know, I've been cataloging uh, my past lives for at least 15 years and also those of my family members because I've been seeing them and understanding them and healing them. And finally, uh, COVID, I thought, oh, I've got nothing better to do. Let's write a book, you know. And uh, it started to come through and uh, it kind of evolved into its own, uh, its own purpose. Um, and, um, but yeah, it, it took about three or four months to write. And then I sort of, uh, I nice. sent it off to about half a dozen publishers and one of them, O Books, um, John Hunt Publishers very kindly said, yes, we'll publish it. You know, so that was very, very exciting. Um, but it's, it's lovely as well because I've got so many thoughts going on in my head about the world and how it all works with reincarnation and karma, um, that uh, it was lovely to sort of offload it, you know, into a book, um, albeit in a sort of wacky, uh, wacky style, sure. you know, but uh, yeah, it's great fun. I but assume your clients come to you, and what do they want? What do they ask for? What do they want? Um, they're, they're usually concerned about their health, actually. They usually come for that. 
Um, although they can obviously want to, to know if somebody's upstairs and you know wishing to communicate with them as well. Um, they want they want closure and they want peace of mind. I think peace of mind is the big one. They just want to know they're loved, and that's one of the messages in the book that love is the the the, the biggest thing that we have to learn to do. You know, there's so much yeah. hatred and so on around, and, and love is the most important thing. And meditating and um, healing and all of, and using nature's herbs and all the rest of it moves you into a loving embrace with Mother Gaia. And, uh, and also you, become, you, you evolve and you move forward on the spiritual dimension too. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. 
Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you believe this planet is a living organism? Oh, yes, absolutely. You do? Yes, it, re- it reincarnates. I mean, again, just as we reincarnate, uh, the animals reincarnate, the plants, you know, the, the recycle. Everything recycles. is one huge recycling element to the universe. Um, and, uh, and Mother Gaia is undoubtedly the energetic um, level, the uh, energetic, the etheric energy behind the, the, living, the living world. That's right. Without that, um, there would be no life on Earth. There'd be nothing. There'd be nothing. There'd be no momentum behind any recycling and so on. So, yes, I do. Yeah. Have you had people of celebrity status come to you? You don't have to necessarily give us names, but. Uh, no, no, I haven't yet. No, I, that would be lovely. That'd be quite exciting. But uh, no, I haven't. I'm. I'm actually quite a um, sort of. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here in Rutland writing my books, writing away, and uh, who knows what will happen as a result of the book. But up until now, I've been, you know, very much a sort of um, well, small-time person, really, in my in my house, um, beavering away, meditating, um, seeing local people, and, and just um, generally hoping, well, helping out. But um, the, the, the book is the first the first time I sort of ventured ventured into the world, so uh, who knows what will happen. Diana, what would you say your expertise is? What what would you say you're truly the best at? Right. Well, I think that that is, in actual fact, um, the the written the written word, but it comes through um, the audio. Um, the, the audio, so it's clear audience. Uh, I do see things, but on the whole, hearing is my my, my biggest um, uh, ability, and that has been building up for maybe ten, twelve. Well, gosh, probably even twenty years of, of healing. It's, the more healing you do, the more psychic you become. So I've got to the point now where I can have a sort of one-to-one conversation with my spirit guide, which may sound a bit weird, I don't know, um, but I can have a one-to-one conversation with my spirit guide. I, I literally hear somebody chatting away to me, telling me things, um, and I can ask questions, you know, bat the ball back, and then they will answer them. Um, that is an extraordinary ability to have. Before that, I would hear the odd word, while I was mowing the lawn or doing the hoovering, you know, when there's a sort of background noise a little bit, I would hear words in the noise, um, and I would write them down and and and, and doubt over them and see what what it all meant. But as that has progressed, um, and as I put more healing into myself, um, it it has changed. It changed about maybe three years ago now into actually hearing somebody talking to me, and it's something you can't really. You can't really explain it to most people because they think you're batty, you know. But it's simply a deeper form of clairaudience, and it's it's a very profoundly useful skill to have. So when somebody asks a question, I will very often hear, for example, you know, somebody will say something um, while there's a consultation here, and I'll hear a no come through when they're even halfway through the question. No, that's not right. Um, So they want to jump in there and just, 
uh, help people as much as they can. Um, and then they'll explain what really is going on, you know. Um, so it, it is, uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Do, do we all have spirit guides, Diana? Yes, everybody does. Every single, every single person on earth has a spirit guide. Now, you may not be aware of that. It depends on your level of um, uh, psychic ability or whatever. But yes, every single person does. And they will, they will come through to heal in your dream state. So sometimes people will see, and I've done this myself, people will see a face right in right in front of them in the middle of the night you know which might totally freak them out you know um as as it kind of did me really weird you know it's right up almost up to your nose now that will be your spirit guide healing you in the night time because dreams are healing your karma very frequently um and the spirit guides come in to help on that level but um everybody has them but they aren't necessarily aware of them yeah and what about reincarnation? Where does that fit in? Reincarnation is, yeah, it boils down to the soul. Um, everyone, I hope, would understand they, they have a soul. And reincarnation is when we send, um, send a version of ourselves down from soul onto the earth plane. Um, we die, we go back up to our soul. With, with that information that we've received and all the rest of it. And then we reincarnate again. So another, uh, another aspect of the soul comes down. Um, and it's, it's a permanent process and it goes on for thousands upon thousands of years. Um, and, uh, it's all about learning to love and in the process, learning to release bad feelings, negativities from, uh, from ourselves. So, because it, in each lifetime, um, we come down to learn, we have a mission, but we also have free will. And it's, it's usually free will which gets us into a mess. So the, the free, free will is basically the intellect. Um, the intellect interferes with our instinct to be kind and pleasant to people. And then materialism sets in, and then we get nasty and do deals, and, and then, you know, there's, there's hatred and warfare and all the rest of it, and it carries on um, until finally our mission, which was originally to love and be benign, is way gone out the window, and, uh, and then we die, and then we have to... We reincarnate again in order to put that, bring that mission back on the track and learn to love again. So it's one eternal cycle of trying to learn to love each other uh, and be at peace. Um, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the future of this planet? I'm very positive. I'm, I'm very positive indeed. I do understand that Gaia has enormous power. That is the Earth. Uh, the Earth energy. Um, Gaia has huge amount of power, and Gaia has absolutely no intention of self-destructing whatsoever. Um, and also, the universe is connected to those healing energies. So the entire universe is healing Earth right now um, through its vibrations, and uh, and that there are certain there are certain subjects which are. Um, an absolute no-no, and one of them is nuclear war. That will be 
removed from the earth plane shortly but it will never be allowed to occur so there are certain things which are never allowed to occur listen to more coast to coast am every weeknight at 1 a.m eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more hey drew scott here and i'm jonathan scott reminding you that life's better with a home policy from american family insurance they can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.